There we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Red and Blue Review. My name is Nick Philpott, and I'm your host again, once again this evening on this bank holiday Monday, following a great win away at Ellen Road yesterday. Roy's magic continues. Joining me this evening, you'll you'll shortly see them all pop me up on screen. Uh, I've got I've got who have I got with me tonight? I've got him, my wingman, Joe Holyoke. Hello, boy. How are you? Yeah, mate. You're right. I was looking for the pole behind you, but I couldn't see it. But anyway, never mind. Um, Fergus Tid joins us from Upfield in deepest Sussex. How are you, Fergus? Evening, evening all. And evening. coming on board right now is our Teresa, Mother Teresa. How are you, You're up, my darling. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very good. I, I need to. We're going to kick off one by one, if you don't mind. Teresa, how's things in your household? Because, ladies and gentlemen, those, those that you don't know, Theresa lives, uh, shares our property with a Leeds United fan who I understand, for some particular reason, isn't very happy. He hasn't spoken to me at all today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably because oh, I've worn oh, a Palace oh, shirt what? all day and just walked around with a big well, smug smile on my face. Listen, ladies and gentlemen out in Facebook land, I can see you all. Paul Holden, Chris Thompson, Graham Kitchen, James Michael, Lucy Usher, we love you, Richard Thomas, Ian Appy, uh, Paul Wilshire, Gary Fisher, all of you, each and every one of you, wherever you are watching in the world. You're even getting your own private messages on here, Ferg. Can you see them? James Michael yeah. says, I Ferg. Uh, Facebook <laughs> user says, go team. Uh, come on, you're Steve Brown, you're at high game. Nadine, hope hope you're well. Listen, all of you looking at me right now, please look at this. Don't look at my mug. Look at this mug. Okay. It is the Red and Blue Review mug. For those of you who joined our YouTube page during the week, there's six of you were lucky winners of one of the famous Red, Red and Blue Review um, mugs. I need to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, out on Facebook land, because I can see there's a Facebook user out there. Please be aware that in the new season, we will be switching off our Facebook links, not because we have to, because we want to, because we want you to subscribe onto our YouTube channel. Please jump over there if you haven't already done so. Uh, we know what the number was when we came on live this evening. There it is, uh, the, the Red and Blue Review 8132. Get on there now very quickly and hit the, the uh, subscribe button. Because if you do, I'll tell you what, Lucy Usher is watching the show right now, and she's going to hate this. Three of the winners from during the week. Hopefully, you've got yours already. If you haven't got them, they're on their way to you. Lucy's going to hate what I'm about to do. Lucy, we didn't prepare this. I know we didn't, but I've got another six of these to give away randomly to the people that subscribe to our YouTube channel this evening. So we know what the number was when we came on air. Okay, get over there now. Get yourself a chance to win. And they... Those six will be chosen at random uh, by Nigel Crouch tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, and we will. Somebody's got a dog barking, and we will get um, for six of you lucky subscribers. We will get that in the post to you sometime this week. So please jump on. So it's really important for your future watching, ladies and gentlemen. Just get over there and give it a like and a subscribe. Um, so we're going to kick off this evening. If you don't mind, we have a bit of news. Oh, Lucy says, good luck posting them, Nick. Okay. Well, I haven't got them, love. You've got them. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know, and this is not being confirmed what I'm about to tell you from the club, did you know 
that we've actually made a, a, a signing. A new signing is joining the team. Danish international, apparently. Uh, Crystal Palace have now signed Galatasaray defender Victor Nelson, uh, who is a Danish international, so he's obviously a, a mate of Anderson's, okay? A player who was lauded by Newcastle United in 2022, and they tried to sign him. However, from what I understand, and from what these reports are, and they are not confirmed reports from the club, Palace have already made their first signing at the end of the season. And Nigel Crouchy says, news to him. Uh, Andy Hopper, the mugs will not be going out of the country to Australia, but thank you for asking. This is for the UK only, uh, because they will not let us, they will not travel all the way down. Uh, yeah. So, mate, Mr. Hopper, you'll have to get over it, and I'll actually give you one of these free of charge anyway for your dedication to the show. So what we're going to do, if you don't mind, we're going to start off with our usual little bit of touch on the loan watch and how the other teams have done. And then Jill's going to talk us through the match action for yesterday. I'm, I don't know about you lot, but I, I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I've had that same smile on my face all day. And I think it's just, where did that come from? Where did that come from? We're, we're also, Fergus is, is also looking at all your comments in uh, Facebook. So please send him any messages you like, anything relevant to what we're talking about. He will put his hand up and say some hellos and everything else. Go on, mate, go for it now. Anything in there? Um, yeah, there's. Uh, <laughs> so regarding the Danish signing, Dave Hart says, let's hope he brings the bacon home. Um, oh! I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Terrible. Um, yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got we've got Mark Callahan, Andy Hopper, uh, Stephen Isles, um, Miko Kurinen, uh, yeah. Gary Clark, Paul Bristow, Justin Granger. How good was Johnson yesterday? Um, yeah, coming yeah. on to that, mate. We're coming yeah, on to that. Yeah. Um, there's some people out there asking that if they've already registered for YouTube, can they still enter the competition for the months? Well, you can't because you, your, your entry yeah. won't get registered because you've already you've already subscribed. You donut, whoever asked that. Right. We're going to do loan watch, okay? But we're going to do loan watch in a slightly different fashion because I want to talk to you about one of them in particular. So the first one on the list is Jezrin Raksaki, who played all 90 minutes for Charlton today. He scored uh, his two first-half goals in a 3-2 home win against Burton Albion. Right, can we just stop and talk about Jez Raksaki? Uh, Ferg, I understand you, you've got some high thoughts of this guy. Yeah, I, well, I, that's the first goal that he scored for Charlton today. It was, it was just a fantastic goal. Drops his shoulder left, right, left. It was Wilfred Zaha-esque, um, brilliant finish. Uh, the second one was more straightforward, but he, he just looks head and shoulders above everyone else in that Charlton team. I've actually heard, and I don't know if this is true, that Charlton's player of the season voting, they're, uh, they're trying to exclude Raksaki from that because he's been their outstanding player, but because he's Palace, they don't want him to win it, which is a bit disappointing. But he's, uh, he's certainly... He's certainly doing the business at Charlton, and and uh, I hope against all hope he gets a chance in the team next season because I think he deserves it. Uh, Trees, I'm coming to ask you the same question, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really glad Ferg's just mentioned the Charlton Player of the Year uh, competition that is running now. There was a link all over social media, all over Twitter during the week that I know the Palace fans have already hijacked. If you haven't jumped on the Charlton Player of the Year competition 
please, please jump on there. Can you imagine the Charlton fans' faces if Jez Raksaki, uh, we hijack it and Jez Raksaki goes and wins it? Teresa, what do you think of Jez? I think he's amazing. I mean, if he doesn't come back to us, I think there's something seriously wrong. Why, why are we putting these kids out from the academy? They're showing their worth and we're not using them. You've, that question has to be asked. Yeah, I, mean, I, I make you right, love. And Jill, I know you've got thoughts on the same subject. Yeah, I mean, firstly, uh, uh, to the down the road, they're the ones, I mean, everyone says our rivals are, are Brighton, but they're not. They're not really. It, it's, it's Charlton, isn't it? It always has been, you know, going back to the days when we'll never play you again, those immortal words that they sung to us um, as they sent, you know, as we went down on that terrible day at the Valley. Um, but yeah, I, I, listen. He he has been a revelation for them. Um, he has he has committed. See, that's what you want. To, that's what you want is a player. You send him off. I remember Alex hearing stories about Alex Ferguson sending loan players off, and he's saying that you represent our club. Don't just represent yourself, but you represent our club and go and play your best like you were playing for our club. And he's that's exactly what he's doing. I hope um, that they can grow up a little bit down there. And, and do what we did when we never said a single thing when Conor Gallagher was a lone player of us and became our player of the season. Um, and, 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 you know, it's it's just a little bit childish if they try and do that. I'm pretty sure that the powers of be a child and are not as petty as their fans. Um, and and uh, and it does happen. Um, what Theresa said as well, I can't not see that happening I mean, he, he basically, if, if you put if you put him into our squad, we didn't have three players filling that place with Elise, Raksaki, um, uh, and and Ayu. Um So, I mean, again, that's going to be good for for you know for, for fighting for your place. But I mean, that's for me, I know it's a, I know it's down a, a couple of leagues, but. You know he is he is absolutely blasted off down now, and uh, and I am very very happy for him. Yeah, there's a few, 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 few comments there for me and, and and Dave just saying that um it's a big step up from Division One to the Premier League, which, which well it is, is but Deli Ali did it. Deli Ali yeah. did it in his first couple of you know two or three years with Spurs. So I'm not having it that people turn around and all this. And what about the, when they, when these small teams play the big teams in the FA Cup? Chesterfield, when they went on that run to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, turning over Premier League teams at will. I'm not having that, that people just go, oh, it's a big step up. Crikey, you know what I mean? When do, when do we have him then? When he's 27, and we get three years out of him before he retires. And Dawn Palace has just made that exact point, Jill. Okay, he said that he's 20, he's not a baby anymore. Now it's his time. And uh, Dawn, I'll make you right. Ian Noble, if you're watching this, jump on the link because I want to talk to you about something. Please jump on the show because I want to talk to you. Uh, so James Muckle says, Nick, guess what? On the 15th, on Saturday at 8am, I'm going to the Emirates and I'm playing uh, Crystal Palace Down Syndrome versus Arsenal Down Syndrome. And we'll take pictures and videos and I will put them on Facebook and Instagram. James, mate, when you do that, okay, would you please copy me in on the pictures? I would love to feature them on the show and make Good luck to you, buddy, because we are right behind you. Good on you, man. I want to see those pictures, and so do everybody else out on Red and Blue Review there. So good on you, bud. Right, should I get on with these? Okay, so Daniel Quick, uh, 56th minute substitute for Billericay Town in a 3-2 home win against 
Bowers, Rob Street and Killian Phillips both played a full match for Shrewsbury in a 2-1 defeat away to Barnsley, but Killian did score and was also booked in the 91st minute. Again, no place for Reese Haman. He seems to have really dropped off the page as he as he did not feature for Bromley. Malcolm Iriobi, he's another one who should be, I think, around the club, uh, played the first 45 minutes for Hull City in a 1-0 win at home to Millwall. Scott Banks played, I saw this today, did anybody else see this? Scott Banks played a full 90 minutes in a 3-1 home win for Bradford City against Sutton United and scored in the 12th minute uh, and was booked in the 43rd minute. Uh, John Kamani Gordon was not in the squad for Carlisle. Uh, Luke Plange came on a substitute in the 63rd minute for Lincoln in the 2 1, uh, 2 0 win away at high flying Plymouth. And David Boateng was a uh, substitute for Dover in a 2 1 defeat. Okay, other teams, he says, looking at his notes. Uh, under 21s, uh, last week, as you know, they played Liverpool and they won 1 0 up there. Uh, this week, they played uh, Blackburn Rovers. And they ran out 3-1 winners away at Blackburn in Lancashire FA County Ground. My understanding with the under-21s, I think they're now five straight wins on the, on the bounce. They are flying at the moment. Next up for the 21s is they are home to West Ham United on the 17th of April. Two days before my 60th birthday. Oh, my good God, you old bastard. Okay, um... So we've done that. No, no game for the women this week, okay? Since the last show, they are... Uh, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry about my language. Uh, no game. Their, their next game is Sunday, the 16th of April, 2 o'clock at Hayes Lane, at home to Birmingham City Women. Go on, girls. You can do that. Right, so, Greg, if you'd be so kind... Teresa, go for it, my lovey. Yeah, just to point out, uh, the Palace Under-12s won in uh, the Almina tournament in Dubai last week as well well done kids good on you you're representing the club love it okay uh and the, uh, brett is saying and the rest nick yeah thank you very much uh so ian noble are you joining us or what uh obviously not and can and greg can we have the lineup please uh, oh yeah i did i've done that i oh yeah that was last week mate uh thank you for that that's the under 21s yeah there, there's the black black one we've done that uh three one Excellent result. They are flying at the moment. So the lineup for yesterday: Johnson replacing Guaita, who's injured again. Okay, I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned about Guaita's fitness. Uh, Ward, I was a bit boys. I want to boys and ladies. I want to talk about this lineup a little bit, if you don't mind, before Jill goes on to the game itself. Uh, I was worried pre-kickoff against Leicester that Roy came back in and he featured Ward. Uh, IU and Schlupp, okay, three old stages, well, not necessarily old stages, but old regulars that he used to rely on. Uh, well, he proved me wrong against Leicester, and he did it again yesterday. He featured those three once more, uh, and he did it again. So, Gigi Anderson and Mitchell, Mitchell, who I thought didn't cover himself in glories, certainly in the first half, Decore, Schlupp, Eze, Alise, Edouard, and IU. Um, right, line up. Ferg, what were your thoughts when you first saw the lineup? Um, well, obviously, Greet is injured and Zaha was out, so I think it, you know, Johnson had to come in and IU was a, a straight swap. Um, but I'll, I'll have to admit, I was nervous before kickoff. Um, I, I just thought the uh, the momentum, I don't know, it the momentum from Leicester, it almost felt like 
it was a knockback because two of our best players were missing. But like you said, uh, they went and proved us wrong. Uh, Ward and 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 um, Mitchell actually left and right back. I think they struggled yesterday, and I will come on to it. But um, Ward in particular, I thought he 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 really struggled first half. Um, but yeah. I think Roy's gone back to his, you know, like you said, they're dependable players. He knows what he's going to get from them. Uh, no surprises. Their work ethic is really, really hard. Uh, IU and Schlapp. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> confident, but nervous, I think, before kick-off. How wrong was I? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was thinking that before the game themselves, that maybe it was the, one of those situations. Theresa, your thoughts as well. Um, the, yeah, was last week's result against Leicester a fluke win? Uh, any, any surprises for you in that lineup, Theresa? Um, no, I don't think it was any. Well, obviously, Johnson was a surprise because I didn't realise Gator had picked up an injury. Um, I don't think it was any huge surprises. I wasn't surprised that um, Roy had gone back with Ayu because um, he does like him. But no, I thought it was—I thought it was a reasonably strong lineup. Yeah, um, he, he likes Ayu, and, and over to somebody else who absolutely adores Ayu. Jill, your thoughts on on the first <laughs> half? <game? laughs> um, by the way, don't forget that silly apology, Paul. I, I want to. Do something on that uh, later Greg, on. Whenever. Let's, bring that up, let's, let's start off with that, Greg. Bring that up. No, 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 no. Because I want, I want to, I want to talk about the team because otherwise we're bouncing too far backwards and forwards. Yeah, I thought it was, a, I thought it was about probably about the strongest that we could put out. In all honesty, and like you said, he does, uh, he does. Roy does like IU and he does like Schlup, and I think it's proved in the last sort of. In fits and starts, he gets more out of those two players than Vieira ever did, um, because they can both go missing. They can both become. They can both be lazy. Um, but I, 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 before we go to, to to my comments about the game and everything, I I, I just need to make this honourable mention for the two players. Really, apart from Johnston, I thought Schluff was at a fantastic run his bits off yesterday in the first half. In the first half, that wasn't game for us. So, but yeah, I mean, Roy does like uh, dependable players and uh, and the usual suspects. So there's no surprises. Um, and again, you know, he sings the praises in in the right way that that Vieira never did. As in, you know, he, he starts as a and and you know, Vieira didn't. And for me, like we said, ages and ages and so many times. If you don't start our best players, then you've got to go. No matter who it is. So, but, uh, but yeah. So, you're going to bring that apology for me because I've got some fantastic stats. Okay. So, for all the people pissing their pants about it, because I see it's been doing, doing the rounds on Twitter and everything. So, I'll just do some rudimentary. I don't know what he's on, but let's just say he's on 40 grand a week, 2 million quid a year. So, he scored 17 goals in 151 games. That's one goal in nine game, every nine games. Or eight point eight. So if he wants to give us about four million quid back, I'll sign it. He's been absolutely crap for for the rest of those games. He was our top goal scorer for one season, Joe. Nine, <laughs> nine. I know, he scored nine, he... and that's and that's and that's the mockery. Is he did exactly what Ben Secchi did, 
I've been tech, he was the first five years, scored 28 goals, scored 17 in one season. And Ayu scored nine of them goals, nine of 17 goals. And he trebled, yesterday, he trebled his goal tally at 31 games or 30 games this season. So all the people sweating themselves on the internet about how good everyone is, just remember that two, two weeks ago, we hadn't won a game in 2023. And that, in, and that Palace internet was in meltdown about who should be going, who should be staying. He signed another year. He's done this, done that. And now, you know what I mean? He's like the, he's like the brown sauce with bacon. Can't, you know what I mean? It's like the best thing ever. Can't believe it. But anyway. Jordan Ayer, he scores when he wants. <laughs> yeah. Quite right, mate. Quite right. By the way, and I did, I did look up one more thing as well. And it's a great stat, I think. He's dead. His dad's second name is Pele. You said pre-show was his mum. You said pre-show was his mum. No, I thought, yeah, well, he's, he's taken his mum's surname anyway. Can I, can I just make a point, Gel, on IE? Yeah, so yeah, back, go on. Back, back in the day when Roy joined, he had a choice of signing a young Erlen Haaland or a Jordan IE. And he, he never. He did. God's honest truth. He had a choice between Erlen Haaland he did. And that, really did. That, that's he did. the king to the record company that turned around the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. like, what Fergus just said is absolutely bang on. We had a chance of signing Erlen Haaland instead of Jordan Ayew. But Roy listen, I'm not, I'm not going to knock him. Like I said yesterday, we'll, we'll come to it in a minute when, he, when, I, when I do this, the, the, the match um, review. Go on then, mate. You crack over your match review. Okay, so... Um, and again, what we're going to do as we go through, we're going to, we're going to go through uh, sort of the, the, the goals, and we're going to we're going to do something a little bit different than what we usually do, uh, people. So Sam Johnson really was the was the, the the person that you know he's two fantastic saves, especially from Aronson and Harrison, were the reason that we didn't get hammered in that first half, and it would have been deserved as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, eventually they did score um, leads from a corner, uh, and I've, I've, you know, of all the people to, to to score, it was no matter what you think of him, uh, Bamford. It was a very, very good goal. Um, everything they threw at our, at our keeper for the first twenty odd minutes, you know, he saved. He had absolutely zero chance for that. Um, he lost his marker. Um, they're a very good side at blocking. They're very, very organised. They're very physical, and, uh, and they're, 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 like I say, they're, they're very, very good at blocking. And that's exactly what they did. They managed to block him, uh, block Mitchell for a split second, but that was enough for Bamford. But you know, to but to be away from Mitchell and literally free. Um, but yeah, I it mean, if he. We can remember when he scored against us last year. And, but but the sheer joy of him, of, of, of the way that he celebrates his goals against us, because he does score now regularly against us, um, you know, are, it, it's, it's not lost on me that he must read social media and he's like, you lot. You know what I mean? The, 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 and he got dogs, dogs abuse. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, and again, it was just a well-worked goal and, and credit where credit's due. You know, they, they were battering us. They were, were making us make mistakes. They were all over us. They were very, very physical. Anytime we got the ball, uh, as they got the ball, kicked him. 
uh, at least they got the ball, kicked him. So, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, it was it was a, a well deserved goal. Um, but even though it was one sided, we did have uh, uh, we did have opportunities. Um, Schluck from a corner, it's the post from three yards. Ayu uh, from another corner misses an open goal, free header from two yards. Um, yeah, it, it was it was quite bizarre. So whilst our goalkeeper kept us kept us in it, you know, us being uh, sort of more than wasteful, really, um, was the reason that we didn't get on the score sheet um, until really um, 40, 46 minutes. Um, I also, I just want, want to mention as well, it took 43 minutes for a Leeds player to get booked. Um, and it was, like I say, just cynical. And you could see that the, that the, that the consistent and um, perpetual kicking of, of and, and stopping, tugging, kicking, tripping of anything to stop uh, to stop Michael Elise is that, that was a definite another plan that, that Leeds, you know, that they carried out. Uh, very, very well. Um, anyway, look, it just as it looks as though we was going to go in at half-time, one down, and there's a free kick. Hit Schlup, I mean, Schlup, again, gets up really well. He made loads of space for himself yesterday, but it hits him, hits him on the shoulder and sort of slow-mo towards, loop towards the goal. And everyone stood there thinking that their goalkeeper, Melier, is going to come out and pick it up. And the only person that reacted, I mean, you can see from this freeze frame that Gwaii just says, I'll have some of that. And he's, there's no one near him. The keeper has pretty much bottled it as well. So instead of going, instead of going in sort of one down, um, we go in at 1-1. One, one. Um, quite literally uh, uh, amazing. Uh, I was, and again, VAR, how long did that take? 90 seconds, nearly two minutes. Yeah. And, and he was a yeah. mile on. And they did this three, for three of our goals, I think. Took way too long, um, but yeah, absolutely bizarre. Um, but but again, if he's the only one, I mean, look at the Leeds players. There's four of them that that fail to react. There, I mean, there's three standing together, and the, the one that plays him on side, um, it, it's the most amazing, terrible marking. Pretty much, you know what we've been guilty of at set pieces this year because we have conceded a lot of goals from from set pieces. So yeah, it was uh, it it really was uh, poor defending. Yeah, you just hold it there while Greg's got that picture up on the screen. Okay, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yes. at Facebook and YouTube land. Are you aware? Looking at Michael Elise with his fingers, I'm not going to repeat it because I don't want a warning from the producers. But are you aware of exactly what he said behind his finger, uh, which is over his lips? It was as he was standing in front of a certain section of the uh, the home crowd, and he what he said was "shut the up." Okay, notice I didn't swear. Okay, shut the front door. Red, Red and Blue Review just put it up there. Shut the front door. Well, you know exactly what he said. Now, yeah, shut the front door. Uh, and I thought it was to the point was what you can't see from that picture was an instant second later. Okay, Gehi. Okay turned to his right as if to say who's he talking to he thought he was talking to him he thought elise was talking to him he literally turned his head to the right mark he turned his head to the right thinking he'd said it to him but clearly he hadn't he'd said it to the home supporters and it was the funniest moment if you haven't watched that 
uh, on the highlights. Go back and have a look at it. It is one of the funniest moments of the game. You say, Joe, I'm sorry to interrupt, mate. No, that's all right. So, like I said, you know, we go in at 1-1. One, one. Um, when if we'd have gone in 1-0 down, we could have said, yeah, a little bit of hard luck. But, they, you know, they battered us for sort of 35 out of, out of 46 minutes. But uh, anyway, the second half starts and it is quite literally a, a counter-attacking masterclass from Elise and Eze. Um, where, I mean, it starts with... Uh, um, and as a, he's, he's breaking through and he feeds, um, he feeds Elise and, and, and he, pu he pushes him, um, he pushes him a little bit too wide, but he, again, he, he stops, he, he gets his, gains his composure, um, and he puts in a cross and, and, and one of the most bizarre things that I've seen. So we see Jordan Oyu miss an open goal, a free header, open goal two yards out. And then he quite literally out jumps a six foot four inch centre back. Uh, I, I put he leapt like a salmon because he really did. And he smashes a header, an absolute full neck bending header in, into, into the corner off, off of the goalkeeper. Um, and then unbelievably, we're leading, we're leading one two. Um, do you want to discuss that goal? Yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. I'm sure that you guys want to. I mean, it, it quite literally was. Again, Elise is just everything Michael Elise does is pinpoint, and and unfortunately for us, we are not the only ones that notice this. But that was was a again. You can see in a line, Leeds have got five, six. They've got you know five players in in a line to defend that against two. Yeah, but um, hold on, Joe. Ferg, I want to ask you about this. The immediate change in the second half. Was the fact that our fullbacks were pushing further forward, okay, straight away pinning them back yeah. a little bit. In that photo that Greg just had up on screen, notice who nobody's mentioned in that shot there it was actually Joel Ward, okay. Yeah, and that, that, that was the difference. I'll, I'll let you describe it, but I think that that was the overall difference well, between the two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Wardy's header to win, he won that header uh, in the middle of the park which went to Elise, which started the attack. It was an amazing header. He was like two foot above the Leeds midfield player when he, when he won it. Fantastic header straight to Elise. And then obviously Elise does what he does, drops his shoulder, puts an a inch-perfect cross into Ayu. I know the keeper got his hand to it, but there was no way he was stopping that. It was, it was a fantastic attack. Just, just on that, the, the second half, I think that goal just before half-time completely changed that half-time talk. You know, uh, if we'd have gone in one nil, you know, it, it probably would have been, you know, geeing them all up. But that the, the Palace players would have gone in buoyed by that. Joe uh, mentioned a couple of the the chances that we had, and I think a lot of them came from. I think Leeds were weak at set pieces, free kicks, corners. They just looked vulnerable, and I think at half time Roy just said, "Just go out there, attack them, get your crosses in." You know, they're, they're vulnerable in the air. They can't defend. Um, and I think he also said to Elise and Eze, just run with the ball, find some space. I think that's what they weren't doing in the first half. Um, yeah, great header from Ward, straight to Elise, does what he does best, puts it onto his left foot. Fantastic goal by Ayu. 
Yeah, I think it would know, only be it would be remiss of me if I don't bring Theresa in about about the bullet header. Uh, Theresa, over to you. Eulogise about your man Jordan. It was a brilliant header. I thought it had power on it. It had precision. It went exactly where he wanted to go. And he went back in there. Yay! We scored. I scored. Just for jail. And what was your response at that point, Theresa? Were you thinking of jail and middle? Funny enough, no, I don't think of them continuously, but I did think, oh, yes, he's scored. I was happy that well, I on the, on the subject of Mittel Patel, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering about Mittel Patel, he's still very much a part of our team. He, I, I've been in talking into this often. He may even be on the show next week, but he, he wanted to say, he did say something very, when I spoke to him about uh, Jordan's um, performance yesterday, he did say, yeah, but what the rest of the season? That's all he's... That's all he said. Anyway, Joe, we interrupted you. You carry on, mate. No, that's all right. Well, this, this is what I said we was going to do. We was going to discuss the goals. And, and like I said, unbelievably, all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're two, you know, we're one, two ahead. Uh, and two minutes later, I mean, it, it's the, just the, the blast, the run through. Leeds were incapable of, of dealing with direct runs in the second half. Um, that was completely their, their, their undoing. Um, and and Eze finds uh, um, Elise, and Elise he, he, he sort of jinks forwards, and it, as 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 Eze passes to Elise, he carries his run, and the Leeds players just have their ball watch. They don't go with the player. Eze carries his run, and Elise just thinks it between two players, straight perfectly into his path, and with the outside of his foot. Each, each, of his right foot, he just plants it in the bottom corner, um, and and it's just it's limbs. It's almost limbs in the it's limbs on the field. It's limbs in the stand. It's it's a, it's unbelievable. Um, and that really, yeah. Hang on a sec. Yeah, go on. All I was going to say was you 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 were right to highlight uh, the ball from Elise to Eze. Okay, where he dinked it under the goalkeeper. Okay, but had that have been a top six club, the tissues would have been out on match of the day, wouldn't they? But they barely even mentioned. I don't. Know, I don't have any of you saw. No, 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 you, no, no. See match of the day? no. All of the. I, I've not seen it. No, but uh, I was out till late last night. So, but but everyone I've seen, the the, the commentary have said that was a brilliant goal because it was a brilliant goal and like you said you know we've scored goals in the past that had it been scored by a top six side it'd be on a loop on YouTube you know you'd be able to watch it all the time and have millions and millions of hits but you know now we've got now we've, we've sort of everyone's seeing these goals and you know um, people are seeing these players they've been let loose I think uh, I think I, I mean Berg, that goal, that goal for me just epitomised as a Annalise together yesterday. But wasn't it Eze that said that um, Roy Hodgson had just told them to go out and do what they do best, and they felt that they were all less restricted? Yeah. Right. Stop thinking on my parade because I'm saying that later. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Great minds and all that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ferg, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, well, I'm, I hope I'm not going to steal Gel's thunder, but there was a quote from Roy about he knows the music and the notes. 
Palace just need to play the tune. And I think that's what we did in the second half. He just said to Elise and 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 Eze, just go and do what you do best. He just had the freedom of the pitch and um and they didn't disappoint. It was I mean that move from I mean Eze had some really, really great moves from that left hand side cutting in on the right. Um but, but, but we all know that he does that. I mean, do you remember that Sheffield United goal that yeah. he scored when he cut in from the halfway line and just carried on running and then placed it in the far corner? You know, he, he is that intelligent, as I that if he hasn't got a pass on, that he that he quite literally will, you know, he, he'll, he'll do it himself. He did um, that high man away, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, and then, so, so three one turns into four one. Um, Michael Elise picks the ball up deep and he just carries on, runs 60 yards. Um, and, and again, directly through the middle, again, Leeds couldn't. I think they were so worried about our players out wide that when players went through the middle, they were almost unobstructed. You know, they were, they were just given unobstructed runs. Um, so, so Elise yeah. is running through the middle, and it quite literally created a four-on-two in Palace's favour. Um, as a as a I thought was favourite to the right, but he he he, he passed to Edward um, on the left, um, laid him in with a with a fantastic ball, and then he just. He smashed it into the bottom right-hand corner. Um, and it's like, like what? 4-1. We're 4-1 up at Ellen Road. It's, um, again, another player that's underused by Patrick Vieira. And you, you, we know what he's all about. He's very, very direct. He's got left foot, right foot. His edit might not be fantastic, Edward, but he, he knows where the goal is. And took, I think it was just one of those... Yeah, one of those. It, it was one of those days where you just needed, you know, certain players just needed one chance um, or two or three, really. Absolutely. But, uh, it also means that both our strikers have both scored in the last two games. I know. And Good that's boy. how much confidence they're going to have going forward. That's going to just hugely change their mindset. And you say that, Teresa, it's more important at this end of the year, you know, because people are now saying, you know, we, we maybe only need one more, maybe two more wins, and we, we will definitely, well, I say definitely, nothing's ever definite, but, you know, we'll be considerably more safe than we were two weeks ago. Uh, I was going to say, Esley was all over the park yesterday. I didn't know what number he was playing at. Was he an He eight? wasn't. He was just given a free roll. Yeah. Third, yeah. That is exactly the point. Uh, and Jill's right what you Crazy. just said. The shackles were removed. Ian Noble just yeah. said something about it in in the chat about, you know, he's been given the licence to have a bit of freedom. And that's Don't use that word shackles. Me? Sorry, I just took that. I just used that. Oh, Sorry, okay. What? Okay, now it's okay. Um, oh. Anyway... Uh, so, so I basically, you know, do you remember that little passage of play where I, I, I wanted to rewind it, but I was so busy jotting stuff down. Do you know how many passes that we did? Did anyone count them? No, something like thirty-four, wasn't it, Joe? I thought it was ninety seconds before a Leeds player touched the ball. Palace fans were olaying and everything. It was just ridiculous. So, so all the so I mean, we're, we're up at Ellen Road. We're fashion and four-one. And we're passing the ball around superbly, and the away fans are chanting, "We want five. 
Hughes eventually decides, after everyone else refused to shoot, that, uh, that he would have a crack from the edge of the area. The ball takes a massive deflection straight into the path of Ayu, who turns into prime Michael Owen, and he slams the ball home. The Leeds players waited for a line flag. Ayu waited for a line flag. I waited for a line flag. United, 5-1. What's going on here? Jill, stop that because I want to say something to about your away fans yesterday. So, and this is absolutely relevant to that picture there. Leave it on yeah. screen a second. Um, I need to point this out to each and every one of you that made your journey up to Ellen Road yesterday. You are a hero, okay? But the funniest thing, the funniest video is circulating at that point because it then went to VAR and. My son Sam was amongst them, and he's in line with Ayu. So they knew that it was onside. We didn't know it was onside, but they knew it was onside. So the VAR check went up on screen alongside them, saying, uh, possible offside. And your away fans were singing, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care, about the, the side being up on screen, because they knew it was a goal. It was as funny as anything. Uh, so, well... Well done. Hats off to each and every one of you that made that trip up to Ellen Road. Jill, carry on. But just, yeah, but just quickly, before before uh, Theresa and Fergus have a, have a view on the goal, what, what was what was sort of almost was was strange? And, and, and again, just watch it. Is I who finished that, right, like he knew he was offside, just smashed it. And it was such a good finish. It was like, don't care, whack. And he didn't celebrate. He thought he was offside. I'm telling you, he thought he was offside. But it was just that that finish of like, like top class because you don't care. It doesn't matter. He's wags in. It's going to be called. It's going to be called off. But obviously, you know, he, I mean, he turned around. He he turned. He smashed it in. Turned around. Looks at the lino, and there was no flag. And he was still as he was walking back. There was a couple of like, yeah, well done. I'm waiting for VAR to kick in and cancel it out. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, there ain't no flag here. There ain't no, you know what I mean? He ain't offside. And then the celebration started. I thought that was, um, again, a great finish. And, and he had his, you know, that half. I would go as far to say that that, that half for Ayu was probably his best half since the time that he scored that wonder goal against West Ham three years ago. I would say that that was his... You know, like I said, and I've always said it, no matter whether I like the player or not, where credit's due, it will get credit from me. And I thought he was absolutely rubbish in the first half. And it was pointed out where he didn't track back runs, caused us loads of problems by not doing his job properly in the first half. But the second half, when he was given a little bit more responsibility, um, he was he was played absolutely fantastic. And any other time, yeah. any other time, he's going to probably get, he'll probably get, you know, man in the match scores two goals, but outshined. But yeah, so Ferg, that that what do you think? Yeah, uh, to it, so going to the goal celebrations, I genuinely think they ran out of a goal celebration because we'd scored so many. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth goal goes in. You're like, right, how am I going to celebrate this one? <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, again, it was Eze cutting in from the left. You know, beats a couple of Leeds United players, squares it to. Um, Husey, and he's well, no, he wanted he went to Milivojevic, didn't it? And everyone was saying, Shoot, and because <laughs> everyone wanted Eze to shoot, he didn't shoot, give us a Milivojevic, everyone said, Shoot, he didn't shoot, gave it to Husey, they said, Shoot, and he shot, and it, yeah. it went over, it, it deflected, yeah, 
yeah and like everybody else i think when it went in i was like was he offside he looked offside i mean there wasn't there wasn't leads playing near him when he struck the ball but of course when that that pass was made he was well onside um so yeah i mean i, I was pinching myself when that fifth goal went in. i was just like am i is, is this happening it was just yeah. it was just surreal i mean um Theresa. yeah yeah i think we all were Ferg. i think all of us were just like going what's happened where did the Leeds team go? There was a brilliant um, article by the Yorkshire Post today. I don't know if anyone saw it. That uh, it basically said that Leeds substituted all eleven players at half time and brought on identical players that didn't know how to play football. Because that was the difference the best, between the first and second half. I think the best thing was uh, I spent a, oh, a good hour last night trolling on the uh, Leeds United website, putting oh. links up for. You are the worst. Up. On every single post that they put on there, I put the links up for this show. So if there is any Leeds United supporters actually <laughs> watching this live, feel, feel free to say in the chat, yeah, I'm here and I'll happily bring you on and we'll have a little chat. And that uh, Roy Story 2 there is credit to Sky Sports yesterday. They opened with that yesterday. But Nigel Croucher, credit to you for adding the scoreline on there as well. It was one of those things... What we've got to do at this point, boys and ladies, um, can you please tell me what it is exactly in your mind, Joe, I'm coming to you first, what you think exactly Roy has done different uh, to what PV well, has done? I, 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 I need to... Go on. I, I want to carry on. Someone's got really bad interference on their microphones. Right? I don't know who it is. But, I, I, I mean, I've not finished yet, so we will talk about that, uh, talk about that in a minute. Um I mean, it, 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 it could have, it should have been six. Um, let's say could have, should have. Uh, so at least say gets the ball out on the right-hand side. And he quite literally takes the piss. He just runs past, I mean, it's, I think, three, four, five Leeds players. Jinx inside. Everything that he does that's absolutely magnificent is on his left foot. But he put it on his right foot and then smashed it into the top of the stand. Um I mean, he was he was fantastic yesterday. Um, and again, you asked me that question. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to lead into that now because this is where I've sort of wrapped it up. So this is the palace that we knew was hiding under that lackluster stewardship of Patrick Vieira, a pacey, skillful counter-attacking team, a happier fan base uh, laying at 90 seconds of, of consecutive passes, Players unshackled, your word, to allow their flair and skill to shine. Sometimes you have to shout and bollock players, which is what Vieira didn't like, but you know that Roy and Ray will definitely, definitely do, especially with Paddy in there as well. Um, I just never I just never thought that that would come from a <laughs> would come from a great granddad writing himself back into, into palace folklore. Roy's story too, indeed. And just one more little thing, some extra little highlights for me. When they were winning 1-0, Jack Harrison, he was guilty of about 5,000 that first half. And every time that he was ag, he was near either kicked foul one of our players or the ball went out for a throw and the ball leads ball boy, always threw the ball to him and then he threw the ball away and he wasted time. In the 58th minute, I think when they were 3-1 down, he had to run off the pitch and pick the ball up and run and give it to a Palace player and give it to him in his hand. 
instead of wasting time. I thought that was absolutely joyous. And it did make me, it really made me chuckle. Um, and then seeing Bamford get subbed off after that smug celebration, that absolutely joyous celebration. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was, there was seven highlights, like five goals and those two for me. Um, yeah, well done, everyone. And like I say, it's it maybe it's it's not being a tinker man um, like Vieira did and 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 playing our best players and then telling them to go out and do what they do best because yesterday, you know, I, I, I've said it for ages. If you get two or three players that are off their game, eight men against a determined eleven the other side, it is so hard. It is. It's almost impossible, and that's what it seems to have been almost two thirds of this season. With the odd game where we've been in it, or we've been but through through luck or or whatever, we've just been beat one nil or be beat by a last minute goal or whatever. We've always we've been in a lot of these games, but the last two games, the other teams haven't been in it. You know, we we I thought we thrashed Leicester two one, and we definitely thrashed Leeds five one yesterday. So. There's, there's no coincidence that, that whatever's going on behind the scenes, that everybody seems happier, that, uh, that a little bit of old school management seems to be seems to have come back in. And, uh, and if it means shouting and bawling at players, then, uh, then I'm, I'm all up for it. I just want Ferg, to make some comments. I'm just coming to you now, Ferg. Uh, Mark Callahan in the chat has actually stolen my thunder. He said, Roy has kept it simple. Play the players in their right position, get them working hard on the training ground and let them enjoy themselves. And I think that's it. That's a comparison I sent to the producers to put up on screen. I know it's a little bit unfair because it's comparing Man City, Vieira's Man City and Brighton game versus Leicester and Leeds. But I think the relevance to that is the expected goals. I'm not a great lover of that. Expected goals statistic is always banded around. But I think 5.45 against the 1.41 there is absolute and the touches in the opposition box um and it must be added okay and thank you for bringing that up greg uh congratulations to young michael age 21 and 118 days michael alisa is the youngest player in the premier league history to assist in three goals from open play in a single game history being made at sellers park under roy hodson who would have thought fergus you were about to make a point yeah uh so it's going back to your your point about what's he changed. Now, it might be somewhat controversial, but that second half against Leicester, when Zaha went off, was much better when Zaha wasn't playing. I have a feeling that when Zaha's on the pitch, everything needs to go through him and it restricts us. And I think the second half at Leicester and certainly the second half at Leeds, when Eze and Elise had the run of the field themselves, I think that's the difference. I think we just look, we look more of a, we're faster, counter-attacking, we look more dangerous. Now, that's not to say that when Zaha's playing, you know, we're, we're a weaker side for it. We're not, we're a stronger side. But I just think it's released those two players. They haven't got the pressure to, oh, I need to pass it to Zaha, I need to pass it to Zaha. Because that's, that's what they tend to do when he's on the park. Everything seems to go through him. Um, but I think the fact that Zaha's not around now, and um, Roy sort of said to them, just go and play your game. It's, Actually, it's Ferg, that, the just, 
that leads me nicely into the question I wanted to ask the panel and everyone else there in Facebook land. Um, do you think the way we're playing now is going to maybe re make Zaha rethink as to whether he wants to sign a new contract? Now he's been seeing that we're playing with the freedom mm. that they are. Can I answer that in a second? I'm going to answer that in a second. First of all, congratulations on your observation that Ray Lewinson wasn't wearing shorts yesterday. Theresa, great spot. Uh, the chat's on fire because Lucy Usher has just put in there, Roy has put the Roy back into Croydon. Brilliant. Absolutely outstanding. Now, on your question about uh, Wilfred Zaha, I know they, they gave him an improved offer. They're taking, I think, what it was circa £200,000 a week or something like that. And he hasn't signed it. And I think the they kept bounding it out on Sky about the fact that we don't win without Zaha. But hang on a minute. Didn't he go off after, before half-time last week and we beat Leicester in the second half without him on the pitch? Didn't we annihilate Leeds United yesterday where he wasn't even on the coach? Okay. I wish they'd just put that boring crap to bed because it's getting on my proverbials. Okay. Um, Joe, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think the 200 grand a week thing is banded about. I, I don't think that's the truth. Like, literally, we cannot afford... I, I'm telling you now, we cannot afford to pay him that amount of money and 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 then sign and then sign other players. That would almost force us into using our um, our academy players, which I know, which, which we've screamed for forever. But, you know, um, you're going to have someone else coming in, you know, coming to the club more than likely at the start of next season. Well, before the before the start of next season. And really? really? Well, you think Roy's still going to be there for next season? OK, Facebook land, your thoughts. I mean, let's assume that he's actually found a way of making us tick, a way of making us play. He's contracted until the end of the season. If we go on a particular run, and we're going to be talking about the run of fixtures coming up, okay, and comparisons shortly, because I've got a slide to show you a little bit later. If Roy gets us, how many have we got left? Eight, is it, Ferg? Yeah, it's eight games, isn't it? Roy gets yeah. us another yeah. four wins. Would you consider uh, an extension to his contract there in Facebook land? Uh, somebody's already come back. Gerard's already said, Roy, yes, one more year. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen, out of Facebook land? I'd love to know your opinion. Um, Roy, Prime Minister, says Brett. Well, he's obviously been on the booze today again. Um, and also, while, I've got, while I think about it, James Muckle, I've got your text message, mate. What I actually was asking for is your pictures of when you play at uh, the Emirates next weekend. Please, please, please send me those pictures. Thank you, mate. Uh, at least we're in touch with each other now on Messenger. Send me those pictures because we will feature them on the show uh, whenever the next show is. Uh, Theresa, you wanted to make a point? Did I? Um, I thought we had your hand up. No? Um, no, I mean, I don't think Royal will be here I next season. I don't, think, I don't think Royal want to be here next season. He stepped in because Steve Parrish asked him and he's doing a good job so far. The only way that I could see Roy being at the club is if we had a new manager in and Roy was... I don't know, in the background somewhere, giving his advice on to how some of the players play. But I cannot see him as our manager next season. OK. Joe? Oh, just, just some very rudimentary maths. 
what what do we get? Does anybody know what our what our uh, if we stay in the Premier League, what money we'll get next year? Is it, are we are we should we call it one hundred and fifty million with yeah. advertising and everything else? Is it about one hundred and fifty million that comes into the club? One hundred and twenty million. Is it? Well, it can't be something that. like that because if it's one hundred and twenty million to keep Wilf at the club and paying two hundred grand a week. is one twelfth of our income. And we, we will not pay. We cannot do that. Well, as he gets injured, again, and he's, as he gets older, you get injured, as we've seen. It's more and more injuries. He's an impact player, twist, turn. I mean, I mean that not in the, in, the, in the game aspects. I mean, in the fitness of twisting and turning and step overs and stuff like that. We cannot, we cannot give a player £10.5 million a year. Don't care. We, even if we were in Europe, we couldn't give a player ten and a half million quid a year. So I have a feeling that if it is literally all about money, which it shouldn't be for Wilf, it shouldn't be. You know, he's got enough money to last him the rest of his life if he's buying his own football team and he's got this and he gives a, a certain amount of money to charity, it, 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 irrespective. That I'm telling you now, we I don't think he'll be here next year. I think you know there are other teams out there that will give him two hundred grand a week. Um, and if it is if it is about the money, but if he wants to stay. And he wants a statue, then, then I can't see it happening unless we fill the whole team up with kids and we're paying them three grand a week. I to, think to it sets a I, need to I want to move it on, boys. I need to move it on because we're running out of time rapidly. Yeah, okay, ladies and gentlemen, out in Facebook land, uh, or more importantly, on YouTube land now. Okay, get on there, get onto our YouTube channel. Please give it a like. Lucy's just put the link there for you. Copy and paste that link. Get onto our YouTube channel, The Red and Blue Review, 8132. That's where we're going to be broadcasting from predominantly next season. So if you want to follow us, if you want to enjoy your Sunday and your Monday evenings with us, please get on there and give it a like. Your chance to win a mug this week. Okay, so that win, that stunning win, moved Crystal Palace back up to their rightful 12th position in Premier League, six points clear of the relegation zone, while Leeds are 16 points in 16th place, just two points above the drop. Uh, Joe, very quickly, then I've got to move on to my last topic. Go for it, mate. Today, or your yesterday, was our 101st day in 12th place. Really? It was a hundred, they said on Sky yesterday, it was a hundred, we'd spent 100 days in 12th place. They said that's our place. I don't think that's been done before. It's an amazing stat. Some people have got too much time on their hands. Right. Okay, Greg, that's... <laughs> That slide, please, for up-and-coming fixtures. Um, of, which, so we're still looking over our shoulders, allegedly. Well, I think that's wrong. You don't, in Facebook land, have a look. That's the next six games. Okay, so we know we've got Southampton on Saturday, uh, West Ham, uh, Everton, Tottenham, Wolves and Bournemouth. Okay, Greg, the other stat, please, in comparison to the two teams above us. The two teams above us, for those that you're not looking up the league, where you should be now, all right there for you. It's Chelsea and um, Fulham. Now, I want you to have a quick look at what this slide that we've prepared for you. So you know our games. We've just mentioned them. Southampton, Everton, Wolves, West Ham, Spurs, Bournemouth, Fulham and Nottingham Forest. Every single one of those is a chance for us to gain some points. Now, Chelsea and Fulham are six points. Yeah, massive six points above us in the Premier League. Okay. However... Compare our games, not, I'm not really interested in Fulham's because I think theirs are slightly easier, but look at Chelsea. 
Chelsea have got Brighton at home. They've got Brentford at home. Both they could drop points against. Better one, you've got to realise with that Brighton game, they're sandwiched between two games against Real Madrid, home and away against Real Madrid. They've then got Arsenal away, Bournemouth away, Nottingham Forest, which is obviously winnable. Then they've got to go to Man City away, Newcastle at home, and they finish the... Uh, they're probably going to finish the Premier League against Man United. That, they, that fixture hasn't been confirmed. Their fixtures are frigging awful in comparison to ours. Now, they are only six points above us in the Premier League. I think, as a fan base, we need to be looking up to see if we can get Chelsea to finish in the lower half of the Premier League and Palace to finish in the, in the top half of the Premier League. What a coup that would be. Um, like I say, Fulham's games are a little bit easier, but they've still got to go to Man City and Liverpool um, and a couple of other teams in there, like Crystal Palace and Man United. So, your thoughts out of Premier, Premier League land. Can we finish above Chelsea? Can we get to, uh, can we even reach Fulham? Your thoughts, please. I'd like to know, right, panel, thinking the Southampton game coming up, your thoughts, please, on a prediction for those that fixture coming up. Uh, Ferg, you going to the Southampton game? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going 2-1, Palace. <laughs> 2-1, Palace. That'll make a change, Ferg. Okay, <laughs> Teresa, are you going to the Fulham game? Fulham, yeah. I'm going Fulham away. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. I'm talking about uh, well, Southampton. Southampton. No, Southampton all night. So, no, I'm not going to that one. Right. Okay. Your score prediction for that game, please. 3 1 Palace. Whoa. Optimism at its best. Mr. Oleoke, your thoughts, please. 2 2. Oh, 2 2. Desmond. A Desmond. Uh, we ladies you just know we're really going to kick thought. one of their players. You know we're going to kick one of their players, and that Ward Prowse will score against us. Yeah. He always yeah. does. You just take the words out of my mouth, ladies and gentlemen, out of Facebook land. I've been watching the show for some time because we have been going many years now. I'll come to the conclusion. James Ward Prowse is one of my most hated players in the Premier League. Nothing would give me much any more pleasure than to see Palace spank them. They need that sort of thing. Uh, Fulham, uh, Graham O'Neill says Fulham have no Mitrovic for the, re the remainder of the season. Great point. So why can't we catch Fulham as well? Actually, that's wrong. that's wrong. I know he's coming back for the Palace. I know he's back for the Palace. Mitrovic will be back for that game, wouldn't Yeah, that's that's how it stands at the moment. But don't forget, Fulham are taking taking that ban to an appeal, and that uh, that uh, ban for Mitrovic could actually even be extended because of uh, them them taking that to appeal. Richard Thomas is saying two five Palace. Lee Lockwood is saying 2-1 Palace. Who else? Uh, Graham Kitcher. I hope you're well, buddy. 2-0 Palace. Okay. And some uh, think Southampton have gone since Dave Hart. Uh, Nick would take Ward Prowse at Palace. Mark, you obviously know me too well because you know exactly. Yeah. And you know what? You're probably right as well. Anything else, boys? Because I'm running out of breath here. Uh, I know you've, you've all three of you got a positive you can give me. Um Ferg, finish the show, please, on something positive. Um, so I think Roy's instilled belief back into the team. And yesterday, I've never seen the players. I mean, even Elise had a massive grin on his face. So those players are very, very happy at the moment. If they can Not take that into the next eight games, we'll be fine. Mother Teresa, 
Your thoughts, please. Give me something positive. Um, I thought our fans were outstanding the last two games, especially at home against Leicester with the scarves. And I'd love to see that continue. And I think that's really buoyed up the players as well. I think we yeah. are the 12th man and we'll keep the team up. Jason, Cadle's inspiration. Jay, well done, mate. Uh, I've seen other fan bases um, even mentioning what you achieved by your social media exploits last week. So well done, and I'll be right behind that. Let's bring the, bring the scarves back to Palace. Mr Holyoke, a positive from you, please. Jordan, are you see your future captain, something like that? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just going to say, as, as, and it doesn't pain me, and I'm not going to say, you know, but Roy. But Roy Hodgson, okay. Well, uh, I don't know where to finish off, really. I've got no... Go on, mate. Just, just very quickly, not that she'll do, but if she ever just looked back on social media one day, my little granddaughter, Rose, is one today. So, happy birthday, Rose. Happy birthday, VB. Happy oh, no, birthday, Happy birthday, darling. Uh, what a great picture from Eddie and Elise, um, Eze and Odson yesterday. If you see that from front on, Jill, you, you said you said pre-show, you thought that was the picture of the day, was it not? Picture of the season for me. Happiness personified, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Nick Philpott. It's been an absolute dream and a pleasure hosting this with you, this wonderful panel and everybody behind the team. That's Greg Ellis, that's Nigel Croucher, that's Lucy Usher and everybody else connected to the show. Get over to our YouTube channel. You're going to need to if you want to carry on watching us. On behalf of myself, Nick, and the rest of the team, good night, everybody. Take care. God bless. Other Paris. Good night, everyone.